Glory to Jesus Christ. Glory to God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We gather this evening to begin the celebration of the Feast of the Meeting of our Lord in the Temple, or the Presentation of our Lord in the Temple. It is this particular feast that we find in the Gospel of Luke, where the Mother of God and Joseph bring our Lord into the Temple. As they are bringing our Lord to the temple, they are greeted by two elderly people, Simeon and Anna, who greet them and rejoice because they have been waiting, both knowing that being in the temple, they await the Messiah, the Anointed One, the Christ, whom had been promised to Israel. In the Old Testament reading that we had, This evening, the first Old Testament reading made a lot of sense, talking about what is going on in the law that Christ is being offered uh, in the temple, that he is basically the firstborn who is offered, who is sacrificed to God as firstborns were. I don't mean sacrifice as some pagan idea, but that they're dedicated service, like Samuel was. That we have with the second reading, though, maybe a head scratcher. Isaiah was the second reading, correct? Which is Isaiah's vision of God in the temple. And then the first hearing, it's okay, hold on a second. I'm trying to understand. The first one makes sense. The second one is then, of course, the time together of the temple. That we have. God himself, who is now visiting his temple. Throughout the hymnody that we hear uh, this evening, throughout this feast, we have uh, this conundrum or this irony that the fathers of the church in in our hymnody loves to play with all these things about the creator coming to the created, like the true temple of God coming to visit the temple. Uh, the true sacrifice is coming to be sacrificed, right? All, all of these, the one who is the law is coming to fulfill the law. That we have with uh, our Lord coming uh, into the temple, we have all the resonances of the Old Testament. We have the temple, which was the locus where God dwelt with his people. It was the sign of his presence that the Holy Spirit was present, but that had left uh, the temple at the end of the Old Testament, and that it is Christ in coming uh, to refill, to accomplish, to make fully present God. So we have here Simeon and Anna, who is, of course, pointed out that they have been there, uh, that they are specifically old. Because you have the new, the baby, the Christ child, and then the old. Of course, symbolically, we have Simeon standing at the forefront of Israel and Anna standing at the forefront of Israel as examples of Israel waiting. And then old, what is Simeon's prayer? But now he's, now it's my time to go. I have waited, my eyes have seen what God has accomplished, what God is going to accomplish in this child. And now I can depart in peace. This is, of course, throughout all of our Vespers services and the end of the evening that we have placed St. Simeon's prayer. Our Lord.
Lord in coming into the temple fulfills all things. The temple, the law, everything brought actually not at a distance that we have access to God, but God himself coming to present himself in all the fulfillment of the prophecies. Then we return back to Isaiah, and we think this glorious vision that Isaiah has of God in the temple. What are the resonances, or what, 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 how is it described, this vision of, of, of Christ in the temple? What are the things that are noted about this vision? There's the angels. The coal, yes, there's a coal later. It's smoky. It's all filled with incense. There's also a kind of thundering aspect. What does all of this remind you of? Another event in the Old Testament. The mountain. What mountain? Sinai. Isaiah, you first just think temple, but all of the explanation of what's going on in the temple is all echoing what happens at Sinai. So temple, law, we kind of have these ideas that these are kind of separate things, but all of this is interwoven together. The visions of the prophets, the visions, uh, what we experience in liturgy, this is where I'm going with this. We are given this example of the vision of Isaiah because we ourselves are also in the position of Isaiah. That we come to this feast and we see Christ enthroned in his temple. We hear the proclamation of the gospel I'm going to say it, the gospel law, the, the reality of what God has taught us, what God has done for us. And we, like Isaiah, are shook to our core if our hearts are awake. And what does Isaiah say? I didn't plan this last night when I preached about uh, what comes out of our mouth. He said, Woe of me of unclean lips and of unclean people. A prophet saying this. There is in every feast of our Lord an opportunity for reflection, contemplation, and encounter with God to be able to repent, to be able to have that realization of where we truly are and where God is asking us to be and what God is doing in order to help us to that place. So let us, as we receive this feast with joy, let us rejoice in what God has done for us. Uh, God himself come to fulfill all things. His mother offering him up, uh, the doves that are offered, and Simeon and Anna uh, presenting for us the examples of the Old Testament law, uh, waiting patiently, but also with great relief when the Christ child, God himself, comes to relieve them of their duty and to let them depart in peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.